Welcome to the podcast, Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson. You can find me on Instagram at the It's Possible Guy. And you can find the episode Instagram at Happy and Single. And today's episode 27. And today is probably, I don't know, I don't necessarily if it's a controversial question, but I mean, it's definitely talked about. It's talked about all the time. And the question is, is there a specific person for each of us to marry? You know, in my culture and in my faith, there is, there is a movie, and there's probably quite a few shows about this, but there's, there's a movie and, you know, in the movie, this girl and this guy, they look at each other and the girl's like, I've seen that smile somewhere before. And and then the guy's like, I've heard that voice somewhere before. So, and in my, and in my faith, like we really do believe that we come from somewhere before this, a place we call the pre-existence. And it talks about that even in Jeremiah 1.5. It says, before, that, before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. So we, we do. We believe we come from this place. And, and this is relative to this conversation. Because is there a specific person for each of us? I'm curious. Like I, I would love to get some of your comments and feedback on the, uh, on the Instagram post on this one for sure. Because I think it is. I think it's a very talked about issue. Well, there's a couple ways to look at it. And I'm going to go with the most popular. Well, there's 6 billion people in the world. And the odds of two people finding each other are 1 in 6 billion. No, at the same time, I absolutely believe that God is the ultimate dot connector. And that he really can connect us with people. You know, and the other thing that's coming up for me now is like, why, why do we care so much about this question? Why, why do we ask so often? Because on one hand, if you miss the one, there is no other. I mean, it's like there was one. Sorry, you're, you're just not getting married in this life and you're not going to have any, any joy or happiness through marriage. I mean, that sounds a little bit absurd, right? Now, so here's what I honestly believe. This is the way it truly, truly looks to me. The way it looks to me is if I believe in a loving God that truly cares about me and truly cares about this, you know, about the girl that I'm going to marry, then I really do. I think he kind of intercedes. And he, if we're listening, if we're paying attention to that still small voice, we will be guided and directed. And as I talked about last week on the podcast, many of the girls that I've really, really connected with, they, I mean, me, me meeting them was an incredible long shot. I mean, we're talking like just not quite one in six billion odds, but pretty close. And I do, I think that you know, God is the ultimate dot connector. He is the ultimate connector of people. 
He can inspire one person to go to a place and he can inspire me to go to a place and I can meet somebody. So back to this question, is there a one? And the truthful answer is, I don't know. For everybody, I don't think there is. Like, a specific one. But there might be some that they... I mean, I have heard people say, through very powerful spiritual experiences and type things like that, that they really did feel there was a one for them. I've had other people that I've heard that kind of say, hey, it's your choice, but you know, I'll, I'll lead and guide and direct you, and kind of everything in between. And there's probably some people it just doesn't matter. There's a very popular quote in my faith, and that quote comes by a man named Spencer W. Kimball, who was an early church leader, and it says, it is certain that almost any good man and any good woman can have happiness and a successful marriage if both are willing to pay the price. However, I hate that quote. And why do I hate that quote? Because everybody uses it to say, yeah, any two people, go. Well, there's a quote that is before that that most people don't know about and don't even realize is there. And that quote says, in selecting a companion for life and for eternity, Certainly the most careful planning and thinking and praying and fasting should be done to be sure that, all, that of all the decisions, this one must not be wrong. In true marriage, there must be a union of minds as well as of hearts. Emotions must not wholly determine decisions, but the mind and the heart strengthened by fasting and prayer and serious consideration will give one a maximum chance of marital happiness it brings with it sacrifice, sharing, and a demand for great selflessness. Basically says, do everything in your power to find the person that is the most compatible with you. Now, I've never been married. The closest I've been to being married is being engaged. And for nine months, like, you know, just being with her all the time and our interests, our interests were not very similar at all. Like, not even close to similar. You know, and, and on one hand, like, she really did care about me, and I really did care about her. And there were probably a few areas that we did have a few things in common. But now that I've dated so many more people since that time, I mean, this has been, oh my goodness, this has been like probably 13 or 14 years, I have realized that what I had with her, it was, it was, it was really just a friendship. I mean, as I've shared on this podcast, you know, and, and no disrespect to her either, but like we had no chemistry, like zero chemistry. I, I was just in that place of really, really wanting to find somebody. My, my best friend at the time had just gotten married. My sister was about to get married and I didn't want to be left out. I, I mean, I get, I got unofficially engaged at my own sister's wedding. Like, I don't know how many people even in my family know that story, but like we did like, I mean, oh, there's, there's so much emotion. There's so much feeling in the air that I don't know, like you kind of missed, like it, it said, and, and one, one way that I love to look at relationships is they're murky, like they're murky water. And once you're in a relationship, you can't tell up from down. It's kind of fairly similar to, they talk about with fighter pilots. I'm sorry, not just fighter pilots, but pilots in general. 
basically if they're flying, sometimes they can't tell the difference between the ocean and the sky when they're, if they're upside down, if they're like spinning around and stuff like that. That was my experience. Like that was, and, and I mean, that experience was, you know, Heavenly Father told me, he's like, get out of this after I was engaged. And we'd already done everything. I mean, we'd, you know, we'd booked up the place that often people in my faith get married are called temples. So we'd booked a temple to get married. We'd, you know, booked, we'd, we'd even booked the hotels. Like we'd done everything. And like, and, and there was, and there was a part of that that was just, that, that was really hard. If I'm being honest, like that was really hard. You know, because those letters, all those confirmation letters, they got to me after we were broken up. Like after I'd broken off this engagement, then the, then the letters arrived or it was, you know, right around that time. And then I'd look at them afterwards and be like, oh, my goodness. And then the older you get, you're like, oh, my goodness. And then we start asking ourselves the question like, oh, did I miss my chance? And it's like what we do, even when we know so strongly that that is not our person. We come back to quotes like this, which in, in itself is not a bad quote. Like, it's true. Any two people, they really can make it work. That's just not what I'm a fan of. Like, so, you know, if, if two people have already committed each other and if they're and, and they've already gotten married and they can still make it work and totally be happy, I'm all for it. You know, but this part about compatibility, I, I really do. I believe so back to this question about is there a specific one? <sighs> you probably just heard that big sigh. Well, I, w- I was actually talking, and I may have mentioned this in a recent podcast, but I was talking to somebody and I was sharing with them what I truly believe is that if God knows me and if God knows the person that I'm going to marry, then he's going to really want the best for each of us. I mean, he's a loving God. He's a loving heavenly father. And so he really, 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 really wants what's best for both of us. And he knows exactly what's going to be best for her. And he knows exactly what's going to be best for me. Well, wouldn't a loving God, wouldn't a loving heavenly father put those two people together? I mean, even myself, there was a time like when I've had some of these super strong feelings towards, you know, girls that I even pull back a little bit. I'm like, what am I doing? This is crazy. This is, I'm not ready for this. And you know, all that other stuff in there. But sometimes it is the feeling can be so strong because that might be an excellent choice for you. Is that your only one? No. You know, and even for whatever reason, if you did have an only one and you chose not to, I mean, I think you could still find another one that was fairly awesome. I mean, six billion people, those are pretty good odds. You know, and I think sometimes when we think of the one, we do. Like, we think that we missed our chance. We think that we missed our our one opportunity. It's kind of like being on the side of the road and you're at a bus stop and you know, and, and you get to the bus stop and it's already pulled out and it's the only bus of the night or the week or the year. And you're like, no, what have I done? Oh no, I've missed my only chance. You haven't missed your chance. 
There is no privilege or opportunity that will ever be taken from you. You know, and even if heaven forbid, it doesn't happen in this life, I actually do. The same way I believe that we were somewhere before this called the pre-existence. I believe we're somewhere after this called the spirit world and then other stuff after that. But the gist of it is like we lived before and we're going to live again. And I've been thinking about that a lot lately, especially with how fast life has become. We, we sit around worrying so much about whether we've missed our chance, whether we've missed our opportunity. You know, and, and truth be told, like, I, I really do believe that. And I'm not asking you to believe what I believe. But at least for me, especially lately, as I've noticed my life going a lot faster, it's been super helpful to believe or to realize that I believe in eternal lives, like basically living forever. And it's like, okay, cool. Well, I'm 36 years into this one. So, hey, a cat gets nine and, and, I, and I get eternal lives. So, and in my understanding, pretty much everyone else does too. So, like I said, I'm not, I'm not asking you to believe what I believe, but at least for me, that makes it a little bit easier because it takes the pressure off this game. It takes the pressure off the game of finding the one or finding whatever it is that we believe we have to have. And at the same time, I think we can. We can be led and guided and directed. I think there is. There's a certain familiarity in especially the girls that I've really connected with. There is a familiarity that does. It like rocks. It, 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 It kind of rocks me. And the first time I met them and the first time I, first few times I hung out with them, it, it did. You know, and at the same time, like at the end of the day, I have my agency and all those girls have their agency too. And it's okay. There, there's a really cool quote by Sidney Banks that says, every insight comes with its own kit. Now, what I believe that to mean there, there's another, there's a scripture that basically also says that, uh, that God will not ask a, us to do something unless he prepares the way. So I really do. I believe that God will prepare the way for every single one of us to get married. I really believe that. And I know some people won't have that experience in this life. Does that mean you're a bad person? Does that mean you're not following God? Not at all. Everybody just has their different experience of life. And I don't understand it. I'm not going to pretend to. And it's okay. You know, the sooner our life becomes okay and everything that we're doing is just fine, like we're just okay with our given situation, we do better. Like, so should we be looking for the one? I'm torn on that too because, like, for myself, I did. I always felt that I was looking for a one. And, you know, the girls that stood out, there was a type of, they they resembled the one for me. They really did. Like there was something about them that was so familiar. So just like, do I know you? I mean, not in like a, a weird, strange way, not in like a pickup line way, but like an honest, like, hey, there, there's something about you that I don't understand, but I, I do. Like, I feel like we've somehow connected before. And 
like I said, I, I know for some people that might sound super strange. But I know for other people, like they say, when you meet the ones, you just kind of know. And, and, and maybe those people are some of those people that just kind of, that's what they were looking for. Every single one of us is so different. If you guys understand, you know, you guys understand Myers-Briggs. I actually used to use that a lot with my clients. I haven't now for a while. But there is some, inter- some really interesting stuff in there. It kind of helps you get to know yourself better. And if it's something you want to look into, the book I would recommend is called Please Understand Me with the Roman numeral 2 by Kiersey. And, and so like my particular type is what's called an ENFJ. And that person is like, you know, it's, it's kind of a little bit of the hopeless romantic type. So me, yeah, like I do, I, I look for that. But somebody else that's what's known as an NT or more logical, they're going to do things much differently than I am. They're going to want to go out with everybody. They're not looking for a feeling. They're looking for what's right in their head. Recently, I was, I was talking with a friend and they actually shared with me some really interesting things. So one of my favorite questions to ask people is how did you meet and how did you know? that this was the person for you. Well, the interesting part about this is I asked a, a friend the question, those, basically those two questions, and I wasn't expecting the answer that I got. It turned into a very lengthy conversation, which was super awesome, and I learned so much more about this person. But the interesting thing I found about it is she just continued to date the guy that she, the guy that she ended up with repeatedly. And at various times in her life. And, and I kind of asked her the question of, okay, well, when did you know? Looking for that experience that I, that I hear from you know, plenty of people that just kind of have this super peaceful, awesome feeling of like, awesome, I can go forward. And what she really said is it wasn't, it didn't come. And like I said, I, I, like I've told you guys before, I don't have the best of memories sometimes. But in my understanding of what we were talking about, it really didn't come for her. And that wasn't necessarily what she was looking for. She just kept, she just kept taking the next step for her and the next step for her and the next step for her. And finally, after quite some time, that, that led to her marrying the guy. So if you happen to be one of those people that is not, oh, well, I don't, I've never had that feeling. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with that at all. I think a lot of times we try to look for the answer that worked for somebody else. It's like I was, I was talking to somebody this morning on a call and he shared with me, well, the inner voice is telling me to go this direction in my business, but this particular expert coach says to do this. And then he went on to share about how he'd done a little bit of what that inner voice had told him to do and it worked out. So stop looking for everyone else's answers to fit your answer. It don't work. It reminds me of that little game that you know, little kids play where you, you put all the little shapes inside the little, uh, the, the little cylinder thing. Like you, you can't put a square into one of the triangle holes. Now, if you're playing that with your little nieces or nephews, then... Uh, you can force certain shapes to fit in other, inside of other certain holes, but not generally. So trust yourself. And when everyone else tells you what to do, 
I found there are so many people trying to tell us what to do, especially in our dating life, that you don't have to listen to them. If somebody says something to you and it comes off more as like, you know, a note that gets plunked on a guitar that just doesn't resonate, it doesn't have that beautiful sound that just carries and carries and carries, then it wasn't meant for you. So stop assuming that everything and every advice that you're going to receive from every other well-meaning person is going to fit you. Well, if some guy that's, you know, really, really strong and muscular and he's like, you know, 250 or 300 pounds of solid muscle gives me a jacket that worked for him, it's not going to work for me. I'm under 200 pounds and like that's just not going to work. So we don't have to look at everybody else's solutions as being ours. And and it was so cool to have this conversation just recently with my friend because there's plenty of times that I do kind of go on that approach of, oh, how did you meet the one? And they're like, well, I didn't have that experience. And I, you know, part of me wants to be like, what? Why not? Why did you marry him? Well, that inner voice speaks to each of us differently. And she was just following it and following it and following it and following it. The same way that I'm striving to follow it and follow it and follow it and follow it. So don't look for everyone else's answers to be your answer. And, and just keep taking the, ne- the next steps that occur to you. There's nothing wrong with that. If it feels good, if it leaves you feeling a little bit of peace, then you're probably going in the right direction. Now, there is no right or wrong because every single one of us is, we are wired all so differently. Every one of us. I mean, you've probably known somebody and you're like, why are you, why are you going about that way in dating? You know, and there's plenty of people that, you know, even get on my case because I, I date in my own style. If I really, really want to go out with somebody, I ask him out. And if I don't really, really want to go out with somebody, I don't ask him out. And some people don't like that. Some people think I should move on faster with my life. Some people think I should go on more dates. And I've come to learn that people are going to think whatever they're going to think, regardless of what you say. And so it just doesn't matter. Like, it really, really just doesn't matter what anybody else thinks or says. At least for myself, you know, being really a man of faith and like, and and when I say I'm a man of faith, like the church. The, the church and my faith is super important to me. And it leads and guides my life. Like there, this, you know, this still small voice, this inner voice that I talk to you guys about, I really do strive to allow that to guide my life. And, and this is so important when it comes to the one, because for you, there is only one. Like once you've made your choice, there was, a, like, there was a religious leader of mine named Thomas S. Monson that says, choose your love, love your choice. And I think it's even in a Tim McGraw song, it basically says, you can't, you can't choose who you love. It just kind of happens. It's not, like, it's not like you find the perfect person. Like, I, I'm just talking even specific physical attributes. And you walk up to him like, oh yeah, you'll, you'll work. You're perfect. Everybody gets to choose their direction of life. And if you think that you're going to find the person that physically fits what you're looking for and you're going to change them, 
Um, I got a lot of people that you probably should talk to before then. <laughs> I'm sure you got plenty of people that they tr- they said and they thought they were going to change their person. It doesn't happen. Like, so how do we go about looking for the one? Well, I mean, I think it actually is super helpful in the beginning stages to date anyone that you want to date more than you don't want to date. And the reason I say that is because so many people feel that they have to date any human that moves. And I just don't buy that. I mean, I've been on so many dates and the only thing they taught me was how much I really wanted to be not there. And I know some people that might sound super harsh and super mean, but you just have to be honest. Every single one of us are so different. We really are. And every one of us have like our own incredible attributes. But you get to decide for yourself what you believe the one to be. You get to decide your one. And probably one of my favorite recent examples, I love the show How I Met Your Mother. Like, I think it is such an awesome show and it has given me so much hope in my life, especially at times that I thought were super hard, super hard. And I really relate to the, the story of Ted. Well, Ted is played by a guy named Josh Radner. Well, the funny thing about Josh Radner and how he got that role actually blows me away because Josh Radner was somewhat new in Hollywood. And I don't remember exactly how many things he'd done or how many he hadn't done. But what he did is he would say he would not go in and audition for every single thing. He would only audition for what he really, really, really wanted. Well, so comes along the guys that created How I Met Your Mother. And uh, you know, they come along and they're talking to a casting agent. And they're like, I have your guy. Which for whatever reason, I, I find super cool. I even like partially got emotional there because like, just Heavenly Father knows all of us. He knows every single one of us. He knows where we're going to be happiest. And what's interesting about that situation, Josh Radner got the perfect role for him, but the directors of How I Met Your Mother got their perfect Ted. And I find that just fascinating. And this totally relates to what we're talking about. Like this totally relates because, well, yeah, because so Ted, so I, I think I jumped ahead in the story, but they, he, the directors of How I Met Your Mother, they, this casting director says, I've got your perfect Ted. But there's a catch. He won't audition for everything. He'll only audition if he really likes it. So this, this pilot co- is coming in with other stars, like the guy that plays Marshall and Lily, which Allison Hannigan, Hannigan, I think, and I can't remember Marshall's actual name, but they come in. Oh, and Neil Patrick Harris, for sure. They come in with this cast of stars and basically say like every single one of those, every single one of those names I just mentioned, 
was far had far more star power than than Josh Radner. Far more star power. Like Josh Radner was a nobody compared to these guys. And this is super fun because I just I just love doing this. I'm just starting to see stuff and you know. Anyways, so so they come to Josh Radner and they he was auditioning them. Instead of Josh Radner having to audition for a role, they knew they they already wanted him. They were wanting him. This was a nobody. I guess there are no but there are no nobodies. And you're not a nobody. There there are zero nobodies. Because God knows every single one of you. And he loves you. I was reflecting on the message that I was meant to give today. And one of those messages was, God loves you. And I don't even care if you believe in God. God still loves you. Or your higher power, your source, whatever it is for you, your universe, it doesn't matter. There is something out there greater than you that loves you. the same way Josh Radner got his perfect role and Carter and Bayes got those those were the directors of How I Met Your Mother they got their perfect Ted I can't think of a, a, a better guy to play Ted than at this time this nobody named Josh Radner nobody knew who he was and they took a huge risk Signing a nobody to play that role. But you know the funny thing? When we're really listening to that inner voice, there are no huge risks. When you're listening, when you're paying attention, there are no huge risks. Because God knows all. I was talking to my mentor recently michael neal and he said joseph like i will go down with the ship the ship being what i'm talking about of following this inner voice of following this inner wisdom i will go down with that ship well it's worked out incredibly well for him he doesn't even plan a lot of his days i mean he, he puts the events on his calendar that come to him or the events that he actually already has scheduled. And other than that, he leaves space waiting for what this place of this inner voice is going to give him. Well, he's got a life that most people would dream of. That's what's funny about it. When we just pay attention to that still small voice, it will lead and guide and direct us. You know, and, and now coming full circle to this thing of, is there a one? Could could any other actor have played Ted? Yes. Would have been the same? I have no idea. Would I ever want a different actor than Josh Radner playing Ted? Absolutely not. Not in a chance. No chance whatsoever. He is just the perfect Ted. There's, there's another example. I don't know why I'm coming up with all these examples today from How I Met Your Mother. I haven't watched it actually in quite a while. But there's, there's a particular date that he goes on. And 
so he goes out with this girl and they're sitting and they're at this dinner and they're like, oh my goodness, we've had this dinner before. Like this exact dinner. And it turned out they'd gone, they had gone out like seven years and, and they're all thinking like, oh my goodness, we've dated all the people in New York City and we're back to dating each other. And they were actually a little bit frustrated. Well, and then they kind of took it on as an experiment. They're like, well, what if tonight we kind of pay attention and see what drives the other person crazy? Or basically what the other person does that we don't like. And we kind of help each other be better date, be better dates. Well, so they're, you know, so they're sitting at, at dinner and uh, Ted makes a funny he does some some version of like show tunes and fish like and, and and she's like yeah i really didn't love that and then he's like yeah and i re- i thought you talked about your cats way too much like she had like tons of cats and so they go through this entire date and at the very end you know he basically says they're going to call and they're going to kind of give it a try and, and then she comes back and she's, she's like, you know, I know why we didn't do this, why we didn't get together again seven years ago. And she's like, you didn't call. And he's like, well, I know why I didn't call. I love, I love doing those jokes about shellfish. And she's like, yeah. And I re- I'm never going to stop talking about my cats. And, and they just go on and on and on about how much of their life that they love to enjoy and they love to have that they don't want to give up. You know, and it, and it came like when, you know, it, it says in there, because the whole show is about like when, how, you know, Ted meets his wife. So it actually gives a little post thing at the end. He's like, oh, you know, when I, when I met, when I met your mom, like she loved, you know, she thought the shellfish thing was hilarious. And, and it even talks about that girl about how, you know, the guy like that she married, they actually both loved cats. And there's like, you know, all these, you know, really cool things. I, I mean, and the thing that's actually fascinating me in this moment it's how God is bringing to my mind things I haven't thought about in a long time. I actually don't have the best of memories. I, I really don't. And that's okay. I don't have to. But of just how so much that God, through this still small voice, this inner voice, can share with me exactly what you need to hear. And how every single one of you have this exact same inner voice. That if you just give space for it, if you just give silence to be able to hear it, it will give you a message. Ask that inner voice, ask that still small voice, what is it that I should be doing in my life or that would be helpful for me to do in my life to be able to find my one? Because you only marry one person. I mean, let's... Unless you come home from one of those families where they marry lots of people, then you only marry one person. So there hopefully just is a one. Just saying. 
Well, the other example that was coming to my mind also from How I Met Your Mother, there was this girl who Ted really, really wanted to date. The episode's actually called The Window. And so he really wanted to date her. He'd met her like back in college or something and just really, she kind of was like the girl next door. And he really, really wanted to connect with her. And, but every time they'd try, like she'd always be dating a guy. Like she would not stay without a guy for like more than a second. So, you know, in the episode, you know, Ted's sitting there and he's on the phone and, or he gets this phone call that says the window is open and, and he just runs out of the house, like takes off without even doing anything. And, well, it, and, and the window is open thing. It turns out that, you know, the last time that she got back with another guy, it's weird guys. I don't know why I'm just getting like so emotional talking tonight. Maybe it's because God really does have somebody for you. I don't know who they are. I really don't. Like, I, I really don't know who it is. But you are so loved. You are so cared for. You are so cherished. God cares about you. I, I want to share another thought. and then I'll, actually, I'll come back to the Windows story, but... There's, there's a great book I've been reading, and I'm actually going through the program for the second time called The Artist's Way. And I just felt the part of it is you take yourself on an artist date each week, which is basically just taking yourself and doing something fun each week by yourself. Well, I found myself, I had to drop off my taxes at the post office, and across the street there's this video store. Yes, we have an actual video store, I swear. It's, it's actually a really cool place. If you happen to be in Arizona, it's called the House of the Used. But they happen to have a video game there that like, has every video game known to man built in. So since I was already over there, I just kind of figured I was a little bit short on time. I hadn't done my artist date this week. So I had to stop in for an hour. So I, I stop in for an hour and I end up, I, I end up playing the, the retro version, like the old, old Simpsons game. The one that used to be the arcade game beating the game but after that I, I i it's a video store and i was there for like an hour playing their game so i wanted to at least buy something and i was just walking through and i was like well there's all these videos that i've been thinking about buying you know it's like you look them up on one of those other streaming services you know and you know and they're not there and so you're like oh i gotta remember to buy this well i happen to as i said i don't have the best of memories so i happen to be just like walking through and I was like, oh man, what was, what was a movie I really wanted? And I was like overthinking and I was just sitting there in this aisle. And, you know, probably a- after my thinking quieted down for a moment, I just looked down and I was like, oh, there it was, like Finding Neverland. It's the story of Peter Pan. And if you've listened to quite a few of these, you know, I have a quite, quite the strong liking for Peter Pan. And uh, it was, and it was just super cool. Like I looked down, I saw that and I picked it up. I've, I've never seen it. And it's the story of how Peter Pan was created. And it was just like, I, I mean, what, what was coming up for me is just how much God knows me. And even as you're looking for your one, well, God knows you now. Only God knows why. But God knows you. And he knows the person that you're going to marry. And you don't have to be frustrated. 
that it's not there yet. He cares about you. I'm going to go back to the, like, that was just super cool today to have that experience where I just looked down and there it was. Like, I just happened to be at the exact right place, like, in this entire video store. Like, and I was, I wanted the Blu-ray and not the DVD. So like, there was only one place that I would have found that movie. And maybe I would have been led to another movie that would have been just as awesome. I don't know. And maybe the same way for us, like God leads us, he guides us to the best person for us. But he's not going to say, oh man, you missed that boat. Too late. No chance. I don't think it works like that. The loving God I believe in doesn't work like that. Back to this window story. So, like I said, so, so Ted is rushing over to this girl's house and he gets there and she had just broken up with her boyfriend. That was what the old lady was calling about because he had told her neighbor, he's like, hey, when the next time that somebody breaks up with her, you call me. And she really liked Ted because he's, he's a good guy. And, he's, and she's like, okay. well." He, you know, he gets over there and acts all casual-ish. It's like, oh, hey, <laughs> you know, type deal. And, and he ends up like going out with her. So something along those lines. And, and so, so they actually go and they go hang out with their friends. And the entire time she's hanging out with them. The Ted makes sure he has like eyes on everybody. Like the, all of his friends have eyes on her. That nobody gets near her. Because every time any, any guy gets near her, well, at, towards the end of the episode, what happens is one of his friends, Robin, you know, kind of thinks that all these guys are being crazy about this girl. And, and she actually, you know, sends her home in a nice way. Like, hey, why don't, why don't you go home? Like, all these guys are just kind of crazy about you. Why don't you just go home and relax? And Ted comes back and he's like, no! And he rushes over along with a few other guys that were interested in, that were interested in this girl. And, you know, so he rushes to their house and knocks on the door and, you know, and it turns out that she had met this guy. <laughs> you know, and, and uh, you know, and Ted tells the old lady again, hey, call me when there's another window. And then at the end, he's narrating and he says, there was another window. <laughs> and then he shares like the most beautiful love story about how these two got this, about this girl that he'd wanted so badly. And this guy that she met had been friends as little kids and just had the most beautiful, amazing story. And I think that's what every single one of us wants. We don't want to get married just for the sake of getting married. Maybe there's really like, maybe these experiences are almost sacred when people meet each other. I mean, even talking about these experiences, these potential experiences, you know, of how people connect and how, how they meet their spouse. Like if you guys have listened, I've started a new segment on this podcast that will run every now and then. That's basically what I wish I'd known when I was single. And it's getting married people to kind of share their experiences of, you know, of being happy. And there's probably going to be a, a singles version of that too, where I just get singles on there as well and interview them about finding ways to be happy. 
And I love asking stories about how people met. Because there are no coincidences in the world. I don't believe in them. I believe in a God that orchestrates almost everything, if not everything. And I could share with you countless more experiences of things like that. But I do. I believe that if a loving Father, a loving God, cares about me as much as he cares about the person that I'm going to marry, then he's going to connect them with the best version for them and me with the best version for me. And if that's what happens to be me and that other, the the girl that I end up with, that's going to be pretty awesome. What if we could take the pressure off of finding the one? Generally, we do a terrible job at trying to find the one. It's interesting because somebody gives us a strategy and we sometimes we immediately take it as, oh, that's a sign for me to do this. Whatever is quote unquote a sign for you will leave peace in your heart and leave you with a peaceful feeling. God knows exactly what he's doing. We just have to pay attention. Just just a couple of days ago, like my my glove, my hockey gloves have bro- had broken through, and I just hadn't bothered to go get new ones. Well, I really wanted Coyotes hockey gloves. I live in Arizona. I'm a huge hockey fan, and I really wanted specific ice hockey gloves that the Coyotes players had worn because that's really the only way you can get their colors. And they're like black, and they have red stripes on them. Well, I'd been thinking about this for a few weeks, and then all of a sudden, just it was Thursday. I just kind of had this thought like, well, you've been thinking about this for a while. Why don't you at least call and see if they have any? So I, I just, after that, I had a call with somebody and, you know, they were kind of, they were continuing to talk a little bit and it wasn't, a, it wasn't a coaching call. It was a different type of call, but they were just kind of talking. I'm like, oh, hey, I've got to go. I've got to make a phone call. And so I make this phone call to the shop that's you know here in Arizona behind the mask, and I ask him, "Hey, do you guys have any Cody's gloves?" He's like, "Oh, we got a stock in of like you know a couple of weeks ago. We just got a few pairs left." Well, I ask him which ones he had, and he's like, "Oh, we got these ones." And I'm like, "Oh, cool. Can you hold them for me?" And he's like, "No, we can't do that." And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, you know." So, anyways, I I was thinking, okay, I've got to drive. It's like almost almost 30 minutes from my house to get there. And I had another call with somebody that wasn't a coaching call. It, it was just a call with someone else I'm working on a program with. And she, when she called me, she happened to be driving in her car. And she's like, hey, I've got some errands to run. Is it cool if I'm driving in my car? And I'm like, yeah, ironically, that's a really good idea. And I was able to go drive up and then we, then we paused the call for 15 minutes. I went in, I got what I needed. We finished the call. I didn't even miss like most of my lunch. And, and that is really what I'm pointing to. Our lives can be so orchestrated and so guided. Is there a one? Yes. There is a one that you will marry. Did you know them before this life and all that other stuff? I have no idea. I truly don't. But there is a one that you will be led to if you allow yourself to be led. 
But you got to stop doing the leading. You got to stop taking the reins from, from Heavenly Father's hands. Be like, no, I got this. Let me take those reins from you. I've been doing so good for so many years. And there is, there's timing involved and quite a few other things. But at the end of the day, God is going to lead you to the best person for you. But you got to give him the reins. Like, we, you get to pick your one. You get to pick your choice. It's up to you. Let it be up to you. But let yourself be led and guided. So coming back again to the question. See, I'm actually doing better at coming back to the question. I know in some of the episodes, I get entirely off the topic and don't come back to the question at all. But is there a specific one for you to marry? Yes. The one that you choose. And whether you allow yourself to be led and guided is up to you. But I can almost promise you, when you surrender, it will come. I was actually talking to my, my accountability partner, this amazing, amazing girl in uh, California. She was telling me about some of her clients. And she was saying how like, there were things that they felt they had to have. So if it was you know, a contract for a, something that was going to pay them money, and like, once they let go of what they thought they had to have, it came to them. Let go of whatever you're holding on to in this area of finding your person. And let yourself be led. I'm not saying to settle. I'm not saying to not know what you want. I'm just saying to stop make it so, making it so important and putting so much weight and so much pressure on the situation. Just allow yourself to be you. Allow yourself to be led. And you will be led to the most extraordinary person for you. We have all had that friend that we're like, there is no way they are finding a person. And then they do. And it's the perfect person for them. Let yourself be led. And you, and, and even if you don't believe in God leading you, like my, my mentor, which is hilarious, but he is not even in the slightest religious. He's not close to religious. And he says, this inner voice thing, this is, this is the best stuff he has. This is the stuff that people pay him. Like to work with him for a year is like $75,000. I don't pay that. <laughs> Just to clarify, I work with him through some smaller programs. But... I really want to stress the importance of just allowing this inner voice to lead and guide your life because it's going to do a lot better than you have. I know for me, since I met this guy three and a half years ago, he has helped me understand my life at a, such a different level. So let yourself be guided and you will find your one when the time is right. And when the time's right for them also, you don't get to control the timing. That's entirely up to God. That's entirely up to your source. That's entirely up to whoever it is that's your higher power. And guess what? God's timing is always perfect. And with that, I think we reached a perfect place to wrap up on this. So 
Thank you guys so much for listening. I am so incredibly grateful. Today, actually, I just posted and we just reached 4,000 downloads on this. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much for sharing this message. I, I could not thank you anymore. I'm so, so, so incredibly grateful to you guys. Thank you so much. And I love, I love your comments. I love your messages. Um, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so, 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 so much. And if you guys haven't already, you're more than welcome to join us on generally it's Monday mornings that we do the happy and single group coaching call where you can come on and you can actually meet me. You can ask me almost any questions and I'll actually give you some time for one-on-one coaching, depending on how many people are in there. And it just kind of depends. You know, sometimes we have quite a few other times we don't have as many, but it always works out perfectly. And if you guys want to ask any specific questions that you'd like to be answered, feel free to reach out to me at the it's possible guy on Instagram. I'm still getting the happy and single Instagram page going. I have to uploading all the pictures and, and uh, descriptions and stuff from my original Instagram account, the it's possible guy one. So bear with me. If, if some of these things aren't showing up over there, I, w- I will get them over there eventually. It's just a process. And if you're interested and you're, you're really enjoying these conversations, or you're kind of wondering like, what's this inner voice he keeps talking about? And I'd really love to tap into that. Feel free to reach out to me and ask me about one-on-one coaching. I'm more than happy to sit down with people and, and do that. You know, the, if you're ser- seriously interested in that, or even just, even just want to try it out and explore it a little bit, feel free to reach out to me about that also. But thank you guys so much. I hope, I hope this episode has been helpful for you guys. I know I, I know I touched some kind of dicey subjects and, you know, that a lot of people have many opinions on, but thank you so much for listening. Once again, my name's Joseph Anderson, known as the It's Possible Guy. Go out and live your adventure. Thank you. Thank you.